This is 3 and 5 on SLC Management Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of 3 and 5. This is Steve Peacher, president of SLC Management. Today, I'm joined for the second time by James Slotnick, who's the head of government relations for Sun Life's U.S. business. James, thanks for joining again. Yeah, Steve, thanks for having me back. A lot of pressure the second time. <laughs> well, we wanted to get you back to talk again about the spending bills that are in front of Congress. One is related to physical infrastructure. The other is more related to what the administration's calling human infrastructure. Can you give our listeners a quick summary of these two proposed bills? Yeah, sure. Um, it's, you know, really, it really goes back to, if you go back to March, the Democrats passed the American Rescue Plan through budget reconciliation, Democrats only. That's really, you know, probably the last, hopefully, knock on wood, the last pure COVID relief bill that, uh, that that we'll have to see. And right after that, the president went into the next part of his agenda, very ambitious uh, for a large infrastructure package to move forward. And infrastructure, I think he looked at that very broadly, you know, the, not your traditional definition of infrastructure. And because of that, I think you saw early on, you know, really starting in April, moderates on both sides, both in the House and the Senate, realized there, there was an appetite for a bipartisan traditional infrastructure bill. And then maybe there was the possibility that Democrats would want to go farther than than your traditional infrastructure and could do that on their own through budget reconciliation. And so that's led us to this, this two-track path. There's the Infrastructure Investment Jobs Act, which has already passed the Senate, a bipartisan, 69 to 30. And that bill is your traditional infrastructure bill, about a trillion dollars of spending, about half that new spending, half of it sort of found from other packages that, that just hasn't been spent. And that focuses on roads, bridges, broadband, water. There is some green energy policies in there as well, but that's definitely your more traditional infrastructure package. And again, that's already passed the Senate, waiting on the House. And then there's the human infrastructure bill being called the Build Back Better Act. And that bill is focused on things like a national paid family and medical leave program, universal pre-K, universal community college, a little more, again, on the human side of things versus that traditional infrastructure definition. But that, that's where we sit now. There's, that's why we have the, the two tracks for those bills. So I know that time is of the essence to get these done, and, and there's a move to get them done quickly. When do you think these are likely to get passed, if they're to get passed? And what are some of the political hurdles or challenges that will need to be overcome in order to get these bills through Congress? Yes, Steve, every, every lobbyist in D.C., we're all trying to figure this out. Uh, it's a tough it's a tough question. But I think what we've seen on the human infrastructure side is there is a real divide uh, amongst Democrats, uh, particularly moderate Democrats and progressives on just what they want to move and when moderate Democrats, they look at that traditional infrastructure bill that, again, passed bipartisan in the Senate and say, hey, you know, we don't have a lot of bipartisan things these days. Let's pass that right away and start rebuilding the nation's traditional infrastructure today. What the progressives are saying, though, is they're worried that the moderate part of the party will be very happy to pass traditional infrastructure. But if that goes through, then maybe they'll leave some of that human infrastructure component to the side. And so that, you know, the, the, the politics really are all in the Democratic Party right now. And it's the leadership has essentially sided, at least so far, with the progressives. And that's why we've heard Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer and even President Biden talk about these two bills have to pass together in the House. You know, we're coming to an inflection point on that, though. Uh, you know, moderate Democrats have 
have an agreement with the speaker that in the near future, they, they, they get a vote on the traditional infrastructure package. And the fact is the human infrastructure package is nowhere close to being where, where it can actually be voted on in the House. And I mean, the Senate committees haven't even started to mark those bills up. So politically, we're, we're getting to the point where, you know, some decisions are going to have to be made. But that's the politics. It's the moderates and the progressives and the Democratic Party that, that are really pushing on each other on just what, what should go first and one. I thought I saw a headline scroll by today that said that the administration was admitting that the, the human infrastructure bill, the Build Back Better bill, would have to be scaled back to some extent, which probably just reflects the reality of what they're, what they're hearing in those discussions. You follow this very closely. What's your best guess as to what the ultimate size and scope of that bill looks like uh, when all is said and done? Steve, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, the so the number that's floated is, uh, you know, the House is working on a $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill. And the fact of the matter is that is that is not acceptable to Senator Joe Manchin, who's been very public on this, and, and Senator Kirsten Cinema, who's been less public, but also is very firm that, that those numbers are just too high. And again, Manchin's been more outspoken and, and the Senator Manchin's talked about a one, one point five trillion dollar bill that he he could he could see that you know that would be something he could potentially support. And when you start to run the numbers, Steve, it gets it gets scary because one point five trillion sounds like a ton. But when you look at some of the numbers for what things cost, like for example, to do universal preschool for three and four-year-olds, that's about $450 billion. And if you wanted to extend child tax credit and some of the earned income tax credit, some of the things that were increased as part of the American Rescue Plan, that's around $400 billion. And in universal community college is around 100 billion. So just right there, that's $900 billion. And that's not any of the paid family medical leave or dental and Medicare or extending some of the other healthcare things that Democrats want to do. So fortunately, it's the Democrats are going to have to make some tough decisions. It looks like at 1.1 to 1.5 trillion is probably the ceiling. So that there's, you know, there's things that are going to have to be cut. I will just say one last thing. One thing I don't think is going to be cut though, unfortunately, is when you look at to make up for that spending, uh, increasing the corporate rate to 26 and a half, 25 percent, that raises about $500 billion in revenue. So that's that's a pretty big chunk. So on probably not 26 and a half, probably you know 25 is is where we end up. But unfortunately, it does look like, you know, that that's something just because the amount of revenue it raises, that's probably still in there. Well, what's the saying? A trillion here, a trillion there, and then all of a sudden it's real money. Maybe that used to be billions. Now it's Yeah, billions. It, uh, um, it's pretty scary. So one offbeat question for you. I mean, you're, as is well known around Sun Life, you're immersed in all things in uh, government related. So if you had your choice or, or maybe when you have your choice, would you personally rather be A, a Supreme Court justice, B, a senator or C, secretary of state? Easy answer. Secretary of State, that's a, that's a great job. You only have to do it for a limited time. You don't have to run for re-election. And the appearance fees you can get after that would just set you for life. So I think, so. plus you get to go travel great places. So Secretary of State's going to be um, be my answer. Excellent. Okay. So now we know uh, now we know uh, James's career aspirations. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thanks to Very Insightful as always. Really appreciate you taking the time for us. And thanks everyone for listening to this segment of 3 and 5. Thanks, Steve.